Hello and welcome to the Saturday Night South Podcast. He is Chris Marlin. I am Kyle Kara. Marlin, it is Casual Friday. We're not drinking today. We're not drinking yeah, today. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Casual Friday. It's it's different because what we did today was something uh, a little bit unique, and this is going to test our producer Will because we did like we just did four interviews for this essentially. Yeah. Um, we did uh, an essentially like a catch up with our best friends episode. We talked to Peter Burns, Jacob Hester, and. Tom Hart, sort of the uh, the dynamic trio of, of guests. Yeah. Sh- shots fired, Chris Doring. No, I'm kidding. Doring's <laughs> part of that. Dari's part of that. You know those are guys too. But um, great to be able to just catch up with those guys, hear how they're handling the quarantine. All of them have multiple kids, which sounds like not that fun to deal with in the quarantine. Maybe I'm alone in that. I don't know. I, did I get, yeah, well, I mean, you're not alone in that, but it's usually not the best thing to say to somebody with kids. Probably, but, yeah. Yeah, hey, you I, I definitely kids did right that. now, huh? Yes. <laughs> Leave that to me. Um, so, hold on real quick. Did I get a, did I get a new dog today? Uh, was that, was that real? Right. The, let the people determine it. Let it respond. Marler might have worked out a deal with Peter Burns to be able to get his dog. I'm not sure. Comments in the Facebook group yeah. on whether or not you think Marler just worked out a deal to trade football for a dog. I think, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, we've been talking about getting a new dog anyway. So that's like, if he wants to get rid of that dog, we will take that dog. Are you really talking about getting getting a new dog? Yeah, because Casey just gets so sad. Like, especially when we're both here, we're both working and can't like talk to him. But also we know flat out that if we get another dog, I will not love it as much as Queso. And I'll, I'll make sure he knows it too. What kind so, of dog are you guys thinking about? Either a retriever or another corgi. Mm. Ideally Bro- a corgi, but they also are so like territorial and they shed so much. Yeah, that's true. I had a golden retriever my entire childhood. It was great. They are yeah. very, very good dogs. Very and good dogs. they smile too. Yeah, but of course Molly smiled. Molly was a good pup. Molly was a really good pup. Um, had a lot a lot of fun, though, getting to catch up with with all those guys. And then we did something a little bit different at the end with our guy, Jay Woody. Back-to-back casual Friday pods with Jay Woody, might I add. This new segment that we're trying out is called Stump Marler. And it essentially relies on... It's called the, Are You Smarter Than an 85%er? Uh, a bit wordy. We can, we, can, we can work on that. We can chop it down. It's The graphic itself is better than the name. I'll say that. Sure. The graphic that you came up with is very, very good. Um, but we essentially are trying to give Marler some trivia, test that big old SEC brain of his, and see if we can slip a couple past him. So that's going to be at the end with Jay Woody as well. He kind of came up with this concept and, and all the questions and stuff through the Facebook group. So uh, trying that out. And yeah, we have our, our three interviews. So before we get to all of that fun, Marler, tell us about our friends at Bet Online. Woo! Making me rich. Um, yeah, guys, go. I've said it every week. Go over to betonline.ag today. Set up an account. Um, we missed out on March Madness. We couldn't gamble on exciting buzzer beaters and games like that. But you know what's even more exciting than that, Connor? Playing poker for the first time since college and apparently still killing it. So I made a thousand dollars. I made nine nine forty last night. Not a thousand. Jeez. But, um, yeah, things have been going really well on that front. So make sure you get on over to betonline.ag today. And, you know, hopefully things will go well for you as well. We're also talking about, and I don't want to put, get anybody's hopes up, but we're trying to organize an SDS pod poker night. 
with our friends at Bet Online. I so stay tuned for that. Could be a lot of fun. But in the meantime, even if it doesn't work out, you can gamble on table tennis. You can gamble on simulated Madden football games. They actually have real lines and over unders and all that kind of stuff. And because we are all anticipating that college ball will not be canceled, uh, they have already they have betting lines for the biggest games of the year. They have team win totals and the odds to win the national championship. Good stuff as always. I think we have maybe two football-related questions uh, in these entire interviews, and you asked both of them, so yeah. credit to you. Yeah. Credit to you. Um, but, yes, we have Peter Burns is going to be first, and then we've got Hester coming in after, and then Tom Hart, and then we will close with Stump Marler. So let's kick it to our interviews and all the fun that we had today. We're now excited to be joined by a very special guest. It is our good friend, Peter Burns. Um, PB, I, I gotta ask, we haven't talked to you since all this stuff went down and Marler and I, our regular segments on your show, SEC This Morning, have been, you know, I, they've been delayed. They, we don't want to say they've been canceled. They've at least been postponed. So I haven't been able to ask you this question. Okay, yeah. good. That's good. Wanted wanted to check with that. So that's that's good. We got that out of the way. We couldn't afford um, the deal is with, with everything going on, boys. We couldn't afford your salaries for the weekly hits, so we had to just kind of yeah, you know, we had to wait for the the protection payment plan or whatever our stimulus checks to get in for SEC this morning. So they haven't hit quite yet. Um, so when they do, you guys will be back on, so we can afford you. Nice. I, I, Marley, I said you, you just didn't have yours. to pay me. You could just pay me in tigers. Just give me like wild animals. <laughs> Is it sad that I kind of know the going rate of a baby tiger now? Like that? We all do. It's not good. It's not good. Definitely not good. PB, I got to imagine the um, this you know the quarantine stuff. It's brutal. It's difficult dealing with you know having having kids. Now that you have two two young kids, that's that's a challenge in itself. But. I imagine you're just getting really angsty because every day that passes, you can't get on the golf course and finally get a hole-in-one. Is that the feeling that you have going through all this? Well, that just uh, ends the podcast, boys. I appreciate being on. Uh, <laughs> thank you for rubbing that in. Yeah, I mean, the fact that that's become such a thing, that McElroy got the hole-in-one before I did, and sure enough, Barrett Salee, you know, Twitter Sports yesterday or a couple of days ago had a tweet saying, "What's the best rivalry in all of, in, in best rivalry uh, in anything?" And it was like Peter Vern's versus Hole in One. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that that's where we've reached the part of the quarantine where making fun of my golf game is is there. So um, it's it's brutal, man. It's again, it's kind of weird because I don't know where you guys, you know, how the weather's been for y'all, but like here in Charlotte, it's. 68 degrees, absolutely perfect. I'm looking at it right now. Not a cloud in the sky. It's like out a Disney movie, and yet you're like, well, you're not really supposed to be doing anything. I think that's like, I think we would be, we're affected by it even more because it's springtime where we should be playing right. SEC baseball and all this stuff, as opposed to had it hit us in the dead of winter where we're like, all right, nobody wants to go outside anyway. It's nasty. We understand. I think that's why it's kind of messing with our brains right now. PB, a uh, little right now. No, brutal. It's the worst. PB, a little peel behind the onion here. So uh, before we, we, we started recording here, you were telling us that you are just now getting into Love is Blind, which, welcome to the party. Better better late mm. than never. But your most fire take after watching two episodes of that. 
Um, that, well, I don't know any of the characters, uh, yet. I will say this. It's more about the experience of Love is Blind because we were like, all right, we just finished Ozark season three, which was incredible. Like Ozark, like it was, it was mind blowing, uh, how good it was. Um, and so, you know, you go into, all right, we need something a little bit more lighter uh, on a lighter fare. And I had seen you guys talking about it and kind of tweeting about it. And I'm like, all right, let's give this a try. So I blame you. In the first 20 minutes, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, what am I doing at this? And by, I'm no, no lie, guys. At the end of the episode one, where this guy decides to propose, spoiler alert, this guy proposes <laughs> after like three days of and never seeing this person saying I love you. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know, like whenever you watch a horror movie or like at the end of a ball game where you have to get up off of your couch and you put your hands over your yes. eyes and you could barely watch, like... I'm doing that based on some stupid Netflix dating show. And I'm like, I was so nervous uh, on whether or not they were going to like each other. And I'm like, well, this is, this is where my life is at right now. I'm not, I'm not proud to say that I, uh, I have, I'm, I'm all in on love is blind right now. And soon you're going to be watching the bachelor and you're going to join the rest of but, the but what's sports the difference? media. So I need to know, here. like I, everyone has done I'll this, take this the one, whole Connor. bachelor yep. thing. And I need to know, like, is this like, is this a gateway drug of reality show to watch? It's to not habit the forming. Bachelor? Okay. No, you're you're totally fine. Listen, like, you, it's a seam- seamless transition. Honestly, this season of The Bachelor, kind of agree with this, was like the worst season ever. It sucked. It, like, it was. I felt like it was like watching Bama Bama's defense against LSU or Auburn this year because I just kept screaming like, "How could you do this? How could you do this, Peter?" <laughs> <laughs> like, Love is Blind is is totally different because, um, I'll just say it, half at least half the people on that show aren't, like, self-respecting people. Like, at least people on The Bachelor are, like, wearing suits and look like they're respectable people. Love right. is Blind is just like, hey, I'm going to go in this dungeon room and I want to talk to you for a couple of days and we're going to fall in love. And then they do. That, that one couple, the guy with the red hair and the blonde, that was the most awkward Awkward proposal of all time because he went on and on and on, and then she cut him off, and then she started proposing to him back. Wait, so, and that's where I'm at. So I'm, I, maybe that's episode three. And I, by the way, seriously, Marler, if you just spoiled this for me, I'm, I'm not you talking definitely to you for did. a long time. Because I'm at to the point where she's like, I have something to say, and then it cuts, and it's like, okay, let's go to the next episode. So you just freaking spoiled this oh, for man. me. That's unbelievable. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I, Listen, you didn't want to be in the room when that happened anyway. It, it, is, oh, it is. I'm not embellishing this when I say it at all. It was the most uncomfortable moment I've ever seen on TV. So let me ask you this. So, okay, so where do we rank these things? And by the way, I'm sure you all had other things you want to talk about. I know you got to talk to Hester and Hart today, but screw them, honestly. Um, you guys keeping <laughs> me uh, entertained today. So where does this rank? Like, where where do we rank on the on on the on the rankings of Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Temptation Island, um, like all of these different dating reality shows? Like, what what's what's the Alabama, or actually I should say now the LSU uh, of, of okay, dating shows? Here we go. Still the Bachelor. Yeah, Marlo, this is, I mean, we agree on this, right? Like, this is, The Bachelor is the, I, I'm is not the powerhouse. I'm not anything that just said LSU has now taken this, this I'll, I'll say this of, of dating shows. 
Okay, it's it's the powerhouse. The Bachelor yeah. is the it's it's the goat. It is the ultimate reality TV show for dating. In my opinion, it's the ultimate reality TV show, and that's why it's been on the air for about twenty years now, and it's, it's so stood dumb. the test of time. I mean, that's that's a crazy thought in itself. But like the other stuff, Temptation Island, uh, like Bachelor in Paradise is, is background noise. It's background noise when it's the dog days of summer and there's nothing else on TV, and you're like. I just want to watch football. That's all I want to do on my Monday night. But whatever, Bachelor in Paradise is on. I guess this will happen, and you just kind of do other stuff. But Bachelor is appointment viewing. I mean, Connor's in a, in a fantasy league. Two. No, Two and, and again, Lauren, 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 and, and Maddie Lou Chandler was in one, one, one year, and I was like, I just can't do it. And they le- legit would wa- watch it, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I got three points for that. And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing. And then I started realizing – is it any dumber for somebody who doesn't like football to watch a grown man talk about, oh, I got a P- you know, two points for the PPR and, uh, and a touchdown here, and I need my defense to hold him to less than 21 points. So I guess it's all relevant, right? Same thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, exactly the same. Gambling is gambling. It's, it's, it's <laughs> loved and desired everywhere. Um, okay, so I, I got a question for you, and we, we didn't take any serious ones here today because it's, it's the casual Friday episode, but I want to know – that hole in one thing, I know it irks you still. Yeah. If you could go, if you if you knew you would have at least one or two hole in ones through like at some point throughout the rest of your life, but LSU wasn't going to win a national title for the next ten years and wasn't going to beat Bama for the next five, would you do it? Jesus, this is like trying to decide which one of my kids to save, and you know, and, and so if think of it like this, like just. Boat. Uh, Think about you know what? just what happened the previous nine years. In the la- well, yeah, you know what? All I needed was this year. I got to be honest with you. Right now, like I'm, I'm good. Like when you win a national, t- when you win a title of any sort, and this used to be, you know, when I lived in San Antonio back with the Spurs. Like when you win a title, you get, you get basically four years of I don't really give a crap about anything else. Um, like you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, you want your team to be good. But as long as you can win a title, you get, like, at least four years. It's that fifth year that Very all true. of a sudden I'd have an issue with. Like, you know, the four years, okay, because uh, I don't expect LSU to, to compete. Yeah, I, I expect them to be decent in the West this year if we get a college football season. But, you know, I think they end up being, like, a 9-3 and three team if they play 12 games. But um, I, I, I'm going to take the hole-in-one. I'm going to take the hole-in-one. You know what? Here's the deal. I don't want the hole-in-one. I want to give it to my dad, who's never had a hole in one. He's played even longer than I have. So if I can, if I can do a package deal to where my dad gets the hole in one, but I got to give up LSU winning any type of title for five years and and beating and losing to Bamba for five years, I'm gonna have my dad make the hole in one. How about that? I yeah okay. So I just was trying to uh, just kind of get under your skin about the LSU comment, and then I did not realize you were gonna come off being like the nicest dude ever and, and say Seriously. that as your answer. So sure. well, I just want that was I mean, good. Listen, yeah, Marla, perfect. You, you already you already spoiled it for me, uh, and so I just want to see how big of an a hole I can get you to look in the fifteen minutes that we're here on the, on the phone. And so far, you're doing a pretty good job of it, my friend. I'm not gonna lie. I know. I've, I've given a, a pretty good head start for the first thirty three years, so a lot of people are just catching on now. Um, okay, next question here. Next question. Uh, your birthday was on Friday, right? Uh, I guess, yeah. Whenever, whenever you get past the age of 30, I feel like everyone like, has to kind of remind you that it's your birthday. But, yes, uh, it was Friday, the big 4-1. Big 4-1. Happy birthday. Thank you. So I want to know, not, not the PG version. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be an R version, but what is your greatest 
birthday ever. Like we had, we talk about this all the time. Allie, for my 32nd birthday, rented a bouncy house and, and bought like $300 worth of tacos and it was the greatest day ever. So what was your greatest uh, birthday ever? Um, so my greatest birthday ever was probably, I want to say 20, 2013, before I went to, before I started working for SEC Network, my, um, not even fiance at the time, my girlfriend, Lauren, who is now my wife and the mother of my beautiful children, um, said, hey, don't pack anything. At like 6 a.m., she says, you know, listen, tomorrow morning I got a surprise for you. And I was doing morning radio in Denver, not thinking anything of it. And so that morning she's like, go take a shower. We got to head to the airport. I'm like, what? She's like, yes. I was like, I got my show. They're like, trust me, I've already talked to it. Like, talk to your 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 co-host. You, you're off for the next couple of days. I'm like, what in the world? So what ends up happening is I had never been to Hawaii before. And she wow. goes, we're going on a trip. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to, I think we're going to Maui and stuff like that. And so I'm pumped. So we get to the airport, and all of a sudden we're, we're taking a trip. Now, from Denver, you would think we were heading out west to Miami or to Maui. All of a sudden, we get on the flight, and we're headed to Dallas from Denver. I'm like, what the hell? why the hell would we go to – like, this doesn't make any sense. And so we get off in Dallas, and I'm like, where the hell are we going? And then we go into the next, um, the next stop for our connection, and it says Augusta, Georgia. My freaking oh, girlfriend man. takes me to the Masters. So she was a big client of CBS at the time, so we got to go on the whole legit, like – not Butler's cabin, but do the whole deal where they rented the house, private chef. I mean, just out of control. So we do that, and we're like, and I get absolutely hammered that that first night there. Yeah. They've got like all the tequila. I mean, I'm I'm in a bad way. And so the next morning, we wake up, and she wakes me up at eight o'clock, and it's my birthday, and she's like, "Wake up, wake up." I'm like, Lauren, I'm about to puke. Like, I'm gonna go lay down in the shower <laughs> for like thirty minutes. Like, I'm just hammered still. And she goes, you need to get downstairs right now. We're going to the tournament. I'm like, we can go to the tournament a little bit later. Like, let me just let me get my mind right. And she's like, no, get downstairs now. So I'm like, damn it. All right. So I hop in the shower. I walk downstairs. And sure enough, she had flown in my dad for what? me and my dad to go to the Masters that day on my birthday. And so after that, I realized, yeah, I'm going to have to get engaged. So, uh, yeah, Jeez, so I got engaged. So yada, yada, yada. When you said got goat wife, you meant it. Seriously, so like that—that that that is a, uh, just a goat move, man. Uh, I, I had to get married at that point. Even if she was an Alabama yes. fan, I was like, "All right, I, I, <laughs> even if with your sins against you, um, you know." Even my dad, who's a diehard LSU fan, was like, "Yeah, she took it to the Masters. You pretty much need to put a ring on this one." And sure enough, that summer I, I ended up doing it. So that's Smart awesome, move. man. Smart move. I think the the biggest thing I've learned from that story is that I'm never going to ask you a question again because I, I, where I <laughs> thought it was going. It did not go there. That was that was awesome, though. Also, I hope you thought it was going to be like bottle service and strippers and, and I thought it was going to be a know. yeah, a Doring thing, like Chris Doring. Just yeah, oh, we went to yeah. Vegas for like twenty eight hours and stayed up the whole time. Didn't wear a shirt once. Yeah, it was me and Dana Holgerson and all these. No, and, uh, Kevin Sumlin were hanging out. No, it was not one of those nights. It's uh, another another story about my dad. Look at me getting all sentimental with you guys. Jeez, unreal. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, we bring out the best in people, I think. Well, I mean, Connor does, but um, yeah, okay, we're going to close out with a uh, with two minute drill, and um, yeah. you've you've played it several times before. We're just going to ask you a bunch of random questions. They're all going to be COVID nineteen or quarantine based questions for the most part. So, hopefully, you've been studying like and you're you're ready to go on that and uh, and can speak on the subject. So, are you ready? 
Let's go. Do it. First question. What's the best show you've binge watched during quarantine? Uh, still uh, Ozark, but McMillions we're starting right now, and it's pretty decent. But Ozark cool, season three, good. without a doubt. Yeah, okay. We'll have to talk about that off air sometime, because I, I didn't like season three until the very end. But anyway, second question. Honest, honesty hour here. How many showers are you legit taking a week? Hmm. Uh, three-ish, maybe. Um, yeah, you know, uh, that's all right. I'm going all natural. It feels nice, though. This is the longest I've gone without wearing makeup in a long time, boys. So I, I feel like my skin's <laughs> refreshed. There you go. Um, the first place you're going when people are allowed to frolic about and cough on each other in public again? Um, to drop off my kids at school. And I've never been so excited about that in my life. How about that? Like, like, <laughs> but, but seriously, um, I, I kind of want to just go to Omaha because we're not going to have the College World Series mm. and I fell in love with that city. And so uh, I think I want to go to Omaha just because it feels like we should go there this year, even though we're not having the, the, the baseball year, the baseball season. Okay, I like that. Um, what SEC coach, you can't be Coach O, since you're an LSU guy, what SEC coach would you most want to quarantine with? Uh, Dan Mullen. Mullen's my boy, man. Like, you know, we, we spent some time with him this summer and his family, and so we get along. And plus, he's a huge golfer. And so we'll just we'll just play golf and and, and probably have eleven D cocktails each and every night. <laughs> All right, I like that answer. Uh, more dominant. Way, which season. one? Wait, real quick, real quick. Which one's y'all? Oh, Connor, you go first. I I'd probably go Stoops. Um, Stoops would be fun to golf with because he his reactions I think would be good too. And you know that he could loosen up a little bit. Like he would have those moments where he gets so mad at himself for a bad shot. But then he'd be able to like have a few beers with you and kind of kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I think Stoops would be a fun person Stoops to walk low key, into with. Stoops low key is the man. I didn't know like yeah. he loves going to Vegas as well too, and he's a big golfer, and so uh, and he's got some connections. So Stoops low key is a good one. Who do you got, Marler? I see Mike Leach. I think it's like a, a popular answer, but he would drive me crazy. Um, I, I just would I would feel emasculated just being within like. 100 yards of Coach O, so I don't want to do that. Uh, I would probably say, I think, Muschamp. Mm. Yeah, I can see. Will I mean, seems a dude. like he's like kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Will would be good. And I think Kirby as well, too. I think once you get Kirby away from just the competitiveness of football, like I spent sure. some time in the spring tour around Kirby, and Kirby and Will are, I mean, basically the same dude, man. They, they, uh, yeah. they, they, they will have a blast, absolutely. Plus, we can't get haircuts right now. If there's anyone knows how to cut their own hair, it's Kirby Smart. So there you go. Um, all right, next question. What time is an acceptable time to start drinking during the day now that everyone's working from home? Um, I, I feel like it has to have at least double digits. I feel like 9.45 is too early, but 10 a.m., then at least you can say, nice. you know what, at least it's almost lunchtime. So I, I feel like it has to have double digits in the morning. So you, it is an AM number, though. Love it. Love it. Uh, a lot of bonus points there. Okay, so since you are at home um, with your two children, um, and I know Bo, Bo's like what? Is she two or three now? She has two and a half. Two and a half. Okay, so give me your hottest take from a Disney movie or a kids movie that you've had to watch. Um, that low key, I think Anna was even a better character than Elsa in Frozen. And I think she might have been a little bit better looking as well, too. So I'm going uh, Anna over Say Elsa it louder for Frozen. the people in the back, PB. Yeah. 
Just preach, brother. Spot on. Preach. <laughs> yes, um, what is more boring, quarantine or the Big Ten noon games? Like not not the good uh, one on Fox, but like the other ones like on ESPNU. Like like Indiana versus uh, yeah. Easy. I don't even know who Easy. Else. Yeah. Yeah. It would be uh, it would be Big Ten uh, games. Although I would say maybe. Some Pac-12. No, you know what? Pac-12 actually has that a little was... bit of fire. I'm going to go with the Big Ten, uh, the, the, the C game of the Big Ten network. We'll put it that way. Okay. I like that. Uh, we just got a grill. I have no idea what I'm doing with it. What's your favorite thing to grill? I, you know what? I, as stupid as this sounds, I, uh, I go burgers. Because burgers, there's a certain art form in doing it right. Uh, so just start small and go, and go do thin patty burgers. Get your timing right, and practice makes perfect, my friend. It's all about reps. You need, like, some spring practice reps on the grill to get yes. ready for tailgating season. PB, you know what, Allie, the first thing she picked up at the damn store was? A, f- a flank steak. Yeah, like it flank steak like or ribs. It was, like, the size of my head. Yeah, it's like, uh, no, let's just, let's, why don't you start with the hot dogs first? Um, right. <laughs> in fact, actually, go go find you a George Foreman grill just to get the logistics ready and then understand it, and then you can you can start using those skills over to the actual grill itself. Yeah, I just can't wait to start making bagel bites on that thing. So there we go. Uh, last go. question, and keep in mind, we do have a producer on the show that we can bleep this out. So feel free to yep. say whatever comes from your heart. I would give up blank for football season. Uh, I would give up. My, I, you know what? It, it is easy. I would give up my two dogs for football season. Look, the corgis. Dogs, Peyton, Dang. I'm yeah, Peyton and Saban, only because who I'm giving them up to is you, Marler, because I know you love corgis. Oh my as gosh. Well. Mm. Um, plus, one of the one of the dogs keeps in my office, so every day that I come in <laughs> to do my serious XM radio, it's like a base, basically like blank you to myself. Like, hey man, um, and I, I'm pretty sure it's Peyton. And not Saban. I think Saban's a little bit more disciplined, all about the pooping process. But uh, <laughs> Peyton basically just gives me a little middle finger every once in a while, and she just decides to drop a deuce. And I roll in there, and I'm like, gosh, dang it. Like, unbelievable. So, yeah, it's my, it's my dog. We'll happily it's take corgi. that dog. Oh, okay. Hey, That's trust fair. me. That's good. I'll pay for the shipping easily. <laughs> Listen, honestly, Allie's birthday is coming up on the 31st of May, so I'll talk to you off air about this. Let me add up these points here. You know, usually it's around 69 points. We're going to go a different direction. We're going to give you the dream that you've had your entire life and have never been able to achieve on your own. You got one point. It's a, a one. hole in one. A one. Nice. Oh, he ties it McElroy all actually did it in zero shots, so it was even better, though. Yeah. Oh, Mac- but you, next time you have McElroy on, you got to ask him. Dude, his, his son is... I love kids, but his son's haircut, we're going to have to have some issues with it. And, I, and oh, like, he, his kid already has Bama bangs, and it's, it's troubling, to say the least. McElroy's been ducking us for a while. Like, he's been ducking us for a solid two years. We've been very close to making that happen, and then it always something always goes wrong at the last minute. Wait, so. do you need this, him? Are you, do you think you want me to get you McElroy? I can get you McElroy. If you take my dogs, Marler and Connor, and, and y'all, y'all just Yes, give me the dogs regardless. Point. We'll take the dogs. Deal. Okay, I'll 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 get you I'll get you McElroy just because we can't afford your normal weekly hits for our show. How about that? Perfect. Perfect. That sounds good. Beautiful. PB, this has been fun. I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a plan for uh, for a haircut or something like that. I hope <laughs> quarantine is not not being too hard on you and too hard on your your pooping pups. Uh, there, it's a makeup on your I will face, tell you, man. 
I, I know, I know. I will tell you this though: you guys have been great on social media and, and the website as well too. It's been really good. It's all the stuff y'all been putting up because, like, again, like we're just craving content right now. And so the fact that you guys are still pumping it out there and having fun with this stuff, I, we definitely appreciate it because. What I try to do is steal like 90% of what you guys write and actually think about <laughs> for my radio shows. So uh, thank you all for doing all Perfect. the hard work and making it easy for me. So. <laughs> no problem, man. No problem. PB, we will, uh, we'll talk soon, man. All right. Later, boys. All right. Thanks, appreciate man. it. Thanks. We're now excited to be joined by a very special guest. It is one of our good buddies, Jacob Hester. Um, Hester, I, I've got to ask, you know, I saw that video of you serving food to your four boys, and I'm like thinking to myself, you know, the quarantine, all this stuff is difficult. Marla and I don't have kids. You know, we, we have our significant others and stuff. Like, we, we have pets. But then I thought, you know who's probably ha- got it really difficult right now? The dude that has four <laughs> boys. How in the world are you surviving? And I, I have nothing else but, but respect. for. I have more respect for you now than ever. Well, yeah, so I do have four boys, and I've always said, you know, Philip Rivers was my mentor when I first got to the league, so I still actually got a little bit of ways to go there. But, no, hey, they like putting their legs under a table, man. Going out to eat, we do it every Friday night. The boys pick the restaurant, and, you know, they haven't left the house uh, since that Thursday that the NCAA tournament got canceled. Uh, that was their last day of school, and we've been overly cautious with them, and so they haven't left the house. And they were starting to ask, you know, hey, Dad, can we go out to eat? And my wife, is, who's much smarter than I am, said, hey, let's let's do a little deal where we create, you know, maybe a little cantina in the backyard there. And so I became the server, and I was trying to be as authentic as possible, right? I wanted to make sure that they were served the right way, in the, uh, the, the right order, and uh, we had a lot of fun with it, though. So, uh, as y'all know, man, just trying to find things to keep everybody busy to make sure that they're staying home and, and doing the right things and also keeping the sanity as well. I'm reminded that that's, that's your everyday life. And not to say that it doesn't come without all of the benefits. Yeah, you know, like having kids and all the, you know, rewarding things that comes with that as, as a parent and all that stuff. But I, I get reminded when I see videos like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, he goes home to that. And he has four kids that <laughs> probably like are, are, have to be going crazy right now. Like, have you had a point during all of this where you've just been like, you know, if we could just have sports back, just give me that that escape, life would be good. Or is it, you know, it's smooth sailing right now? I'll tell you what, um, you know, there's obviously not a lot of good that's come from the coronavirus and everything that's done to impact our country. But if I had to say, you know, something that I hope stays the same when everything gets back to normal is my sons have actually kind of put down the electronics for the most part. And when I get home, from my radio show, they're ready to play front yard football. Uh, and and yes. we spend so much more time outside. Uh, you look in my neighborhood, and there can be at one time 30 families either biking or walking together, having you know a picnic in their front yard. And it truly feels like a throwback to like the 1960s when that's just the way of life, and that's what everybody did. So that part of it has truly been refreshing. Like when I get home, uh, you know, I do the serious show. We, we tape that in the morning, and then we do our, our local show in Baton Rouge. And by the time I get home, there's four boys ready to play some football. It's, it's two-on-two. Uh, Dad's the all-time quarterback. Let's just say they've made many, many comments about how I'm nowhere close to a Joe Burrow. <laughs> but, but we find a way. By the end of it, 
by the end of it, it turns into a bunch of uh, read option and jet sweeps because dad just can't make the throws. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I love that. I love it. And I was going to ask you if you were all-time quarterback or all-time fullback and if there's one that you prefer. But, I, I yeah, I mean, that, I guess that makes sense. Can't really have dad be all-time fullback, too, as gritty well, yeah, as that just, would be. Just, just to uh, stroke my ego every once in a while, my wife, who's extremely athletic, will grab the football. She'll be the quarterback, and I'll say – uh, hey, uh, Jackson, who's my oldest, come guard dad because i got to get the ego up just a little bit. After the seventh <laughs> throw that goes into the ground and takes a nosedive, I've got to double move my 10-year-old to make myself feel better. <laughs> just truck them. Just, I mean, just hit the truck stick one time. They'll never say it again. True. That's very true. Yeah, I don't, think the, I don't think the wife would like me treating my sons like, uh, you know, That's Florida deep in the bag. <laughs> Hester, you know, I, I thought about how – LSU, a lot of people were going to be talking about, oh, the hangover narrative. Can they sort of avoid that at the start of the season and all those different things? I think LSU should be exempt from all this because I think the world, the sports world collectively, is going to be, you know, given the hangover narrative excuse. I think LSU is sort of off the hook for all that stuff. Is that kind of like the vibe, like the, the playing field has been sort of leveled because with all of this inactivity, it's kind of like, well, LSU doesn't really have that that kind of built-in thing anymore that people are going to be able right. to say about them if they if they don't perform up to you know the LSU standard. Right. Well, I think the standard will always be there because even when LSU was struggling in the, in the early nineties, uh, early to mid nineties, I should say, uh, that expectation level was still extremely high. That's just that comes with a territory and a passionate fan base. But one thing that I think will you know will benefit LSU is the fact that they were breaking in so many new people. You look at passing game coordinator, you look at defense coordinator with Bo Pelini, you look at all the different coaches that have been on the move and new coaches that have come in. And of course you have, you know, 16 players at, at the combine. So you're losing all of that talent. Well, it was going to be a deal where you were trying to have spring football to play catch up and get to know your guys. And you probably felt like those other teams had a leg up because they had people that were still in place. But now, with, with everybody not being able to really be in there day in and day out, I think the, the playing surface has kind of been leveled a little bit uh, just because now these coaches that are new, they're not really trying to do everything on the run. It can be slowed down a little bit. So, Bo Pelini now you know, can make sure that he's installing his defense at his own pace right now. So, I actually think that that was going to be a disadvantage just because they were breaking in so many new people where it's kind of leveled off a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, I think, as we mentioned earlier, we had an interview with PB, and we got one with Tom Hart later, and, like, most of the questions we had were jokes. But I wanted to ask, like, some actual questions, like, football-wise with you. The NFL draft, obviously, is next Thursday. LSU, I think, has a full NFL roster that's going to be drafted, if I'm looking at this, <laughs> this sheet correctly. Um, I think Burrow's the obvious choice, and, and a lot of people obviously love, like, the – the kind of underdog story that, that Jefferson was, but who are you most excited for to see his career that will most likely blossom in the NFL? Well, yeah, I mean, you root for all of the LSU guys, but since that would be a gigantic, boring answer, I will pick out uh, <laughs> one guy in particular that I'm going to be rooting for forever. And I never thought that anybody could go above Tyra Matthew as my favorite all-time LSU player, but I think Clyde edwards Laird did that yeah. this year. Um being able to see what he was able to do in this new offense, to know him on a personal level. He never complained 
Uh, you know, last year when Nick Brissett was the lead back and Clyde would just kind of come in here and there in different spots, and he knew he had the skill set to succeed. Look at the Georgia game from 2018 where he really takes off because LSU ran more of the 2019-style offense in that, in that 2018 Georgia game. But he never complained, put his head down, went to work. And the way that he showed up this year on the biggest stage in the biggest games, that Alabama performance he had, the four touchdowns, Everybody's going to talk about, you know, other players and big moments in that game. That was the Clyde edwards Elair show. That was his game. That yeah. was his moment, right? And you always try to have a moment as a player. And, and some of us are fortunate enough to have those. And people ask me all the time, do you ever get tired of talking about the 07 Florida game? I said no, and I never will. That was a special <laughs> moment for a special group, man. I, I, I will go down every single fourth down in detail if you want me to because, man, you search for those moments. You want to have those. And I hope – 40 years from now, people are talking about the performance that Clyde Edwards-Elair had at Tuscaloosa. We could go play-by-play. Play. I mean, the spin move there at the goal line to make the defensive back miss to score a touchdown, the third down catch at his shoelaces, and then converting that third down, uh, the four-minute offense to end the game. I mean, you name it. The touchdown before half, he was so big in that moment. But every time there was a big game, Clyde Edwards-Elair showed up. And I love his work ethic. I love his style of play. In my opinion, he, he's a guy that – can be NFL ready from day one because he's going to be a three down back. He can pass protect. He had 55 catches a year ago in the NFL. They're going to absolutely love that. The fact that they can trust their, their running back. And you know what else is going to happen is the quarterback's going to trust him. Joe Burrow was on off the bench, our morning show here in Baton Rouge earlier this week. And he talked about the trust level that he had in Clyde Everett and how they were best friends on and off the field because he knew, you know, Clyde was going to do all the right things. Let me just tell you, um, and I've been in this situation in the NFL, you can be a first-round running back. If that quarterback doesn't trust you on third-down key protection, you're not getting in there. It's just not going to happen. He has to be able to know that if the safety comes from the backside or if they bring Cowboy Blitz from the corner off the backside, that he doesn't have to worry about that because he knows that his running back's going to pick that up. And Clyde Everett-Dela gives you that from day one. And there's not a lot of backs, if any other backs, that I would trust more than Clyde Edwards-Elair moving forward. Man, he might not be the most talented back in this draft. I know there's some DeAndre Swift and other guys in this this class, but I tell you what, from day one, I think he's a starter. I'm fired. Up. I cannot tell you how much I regret asking that question. A sense of a it's just a little sprinkle of PTSD for me. Um, no, that, that game was, and, and the moment he had with his dad afterwards, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, the, the, the whole, I mean, the whole day was like, obviously not for Bama fans, but that was, that was an incredible day to remember. So, um, the other question I have is this. So I, I know I've been especially, I don't want to say critical, but kind of, uh, pessimistic in, in terms of what LSU has coming back. We know there's a lot of talent on the roster, but it's, I think they're ranked 128th or 127th in terms of returning production from Bill Connolly's right. uh, stats that I don't understand on ESPN. So <laughs> give me the most optimistic answer. Um, just, I mean, give me like an elevator pitch as to why nothing's going to happen. They're not going to like fall off at all. They're just going right back to, to be an undefeated season. How does that happen? I just think you can't allow it to creep into the program. You can't make excuses. You can't continue to talk about the 2019 season. It, it, Glorious as it was, right? Well, you got to cut bait. I've heard that from Scott Woodward, the AD at spring practice. I remember seeing Coach O in February, and we're sitting there. And it's a quick conversation. He's like, "Hey, got to cut it. Got to cut it. We got to move forward." I'm sitting there thinking, "Man, we just had the parade, and he's already trying <laughs> to cut it. He's ready to move on to the next season." 
And you have to have that mentality, man. You, you can't just sit there and rest on a championship. Y'all heard me say this before. I, I feel like the 2008 LSU football team didn't do what they you know needed to do to continue that championship from 07, right? Because you had that window where you win a championship and it's, okay, what do you do the next season? Now they had some unfortunate events with you know, being released off the team, and we all know how that went down. But, man, look, this is a time to build. This is a chance to build on a championship. And, again, I'll go back to it. Man, you play for LSU. It's not supposed to be a one-year flash-in-the-pan deal. You play at LSU, this is expected to be year in and year out. That's what you recruit to, right? You recruit to have the best possible team every single year. You don't. It's not the NFL. Right, like so, the New Orleans Saints right now—they're in a window. They're in a window to win now. We know that they're signing, you know, older veteran players. You look at they sign like Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Drew Brees back, and you understand it because it's the NFL. You've got a three, four-year window to win championships, and you have to do everything in your power to win those championships in that window. It's not like that in college football. In college football, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU—those teams are supposed to be good every single year, and. The expectations for me are justified. They should be there, right? We see that all the tools that you have and all the players from the state of Louisiana to recruit to, and Coach O has that mentality. And so I don't think that, you know, you can use excuses. Yeah, you're going to lose a ton of players, but, hey, at the end of the day, you'll go back to it. This is LSU. And also, you might have the best defense and the best offensive players in the country coming back to your team and Derek Stingler Jr. and Jamar Chase. So you have that. That's a pillar, right? You've got a pillar on offense and chase. You've got a pillar on defense with Stingley. You have to build on those pillars. And that's going to be the challenge for them. And look, they got other pieces. Terrace Marshall is a stud receiver that if he doesn't get hurt last year, who knows what his numbers would have ended up. So, look, there's no room for excuses. And you won't hear one from Coach O or anybody around the LSU football program. And so, hey, Miles Brennan, you've been here a long time. You've done everything the right way. You did not take your ball and go home when you did not get named the starter at different times in your career. This is your team now. Go get them, Hoss. That was good. I'm, I'm inspiring. Dang. Um, so, actually, like, I want to add one more question here because I think it, it would be kind of interesting. This season more so than, I think, seasons past, we always hear, is Florida catching up and closing the gap with, with Georgia? Um, and I don't, I don't feel like it comes to fruition as much as people say it's going right. to in, in the offseason. Going into this season, do you do you think those two teams are, are a lot more evenly matched? Like, and who do you think wins the SEC East this year? It's something that we've been talking about for multiple weeks. It intrigues me because you look at Florida's roster, and I think it's stacked. And I think a lot of Dan Mullen being able to actually know anybody, not only in the, in the conference, but across the country. And Georgia's had a lot of turnover. And we've talked about turnover in this conversation, you know, and we talked mm-hmm. about going to win now. Well, Georgia's trying to win now, right? You make a move at offensive coordinator. You bring Todd Monken in, who I have a lot of respect for. James Cole is no longer there. He's at A&M. Sam Pitt is no longer there. We all know he's at Arkansas. Now you bring Jamie Newman, a grad transfer, who had a lot of success at Wake Forest. How does that success translate into the SEC at Georgia? That's going to be the biggest question mark. Scott Cochran, a lifetime strength coach, one of the best in the country. Now, he's a special teams coordinator. Okay, well, what does that look like? And so, Georgia's almost looking at this deal like an NFL team. Like, hey, man, we've been close. We've been to championship games. We've been in the Natty in overtime. We've won the SEC East. We've been in Atlanta. we got to do something a little bit different, right? So, this is the year that they're trying that, that B plan. Okay, A didn't work. It almost got us there, but here's plan B. 
can it get us to the finish line? And it's almost risky. I mean, there's a there's some big time moves in there that you hope pay off if you're a Georgia Bulldog. But I don't think Florida's gotten any farther away from to answer your question. I think if anything, they have closed the gap. I truly believe of returning guys who played at the quarterback position last year. I think Kyle Trask is the best guy. I saw yeah. what he did against the national champs in Baton Rouge. Uh, he has the skill set in a damn on offense to succeed. And so I, I think it all rests on his shoulders. But if I'm a Florida Gator fan, I truly believe that we've got a guy that can lead us to the promised land. But that's the game. He can be more talented yeah. than Georgia. You can have all this. You can be ready to play them. But until you go to Jacksonville and you take their best punch and you come out on top, we're all just blowing hot air because I think that Florida possibly could be the best team in the East this year. But until you get over that hurdle, we'll never know. Okay. So, Hester, we're going to get you out of here on fourth and wrong since you are the all-time quarterback uh, for your home football league. So, are you ready to play? Let's go. And by the way, before we start, I still have not watched The Office. Oh, Hester. I've tried. I've tried a couple different times, guys. You know, uh, everybody likes a different flavor of tea, and it has not yet uh, been my flavor. Get through season one. Get through season one. That's all you have to do, and it's smooth sailing from there. I promise you. You just got to be able to to grind at those first few episodes, and it's worth it in the end. I promise. All right. So I'm putting a lot of trust in you guys. I mean, hey. Streaming content right now, it's very, very important. I mean, maybe more important than anything else going on in every other household right outside of everything going on outside the household. So uh, if I take your recommendation and I'm six seasons or six episodes, I should say, in, and it's not good, I I know who to blame. Yeah, I mean, if it's not good, you need to blame yourself because it's a fantastic show, Hester. Uh, And our first question, our first question is, what is your favorite show you binge watched during quarantine? Oh, you're going to love this, and y'all are going to run with this, I know. So I've been watching, obviously, Ozark and everything else, and Tiger King, like everybody. But my wife started Vampire Diaries, and it is a oh teen God. drama. <laughs> it's a CW show. Dude, and, and let me tell you, I have, like, no embarrassment of what I watch. Like, give me my yeah. stories. Like, I'm going to watch Dawson's Creek I love all it. day, every day. Like, I, I watched it when it was live. I watched the reruns on TBS. Picture this. A dorm room with me, Matt Flynn, and Kyle Williams, who played a long time in the NFL for Buffalo. We used to get up and, you know, Dawson's Creek would find its way on the TV as we're getting ready to go to class. And so I have no shame in my game. My wife has been watching The Vampire Diaries, and I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't tell her to turn it. Okay. I love the confidence. Listen, speaking of, like, CW shows, do not for a second turn on that show All-American. It is going to make you so mad watching them try to attempt to play anything remotely close to football. Just okay, don't do I can't do, fo- don't I can't do, do any really any football thing. I can't do it. I overanalyze yeah. it way too much, and so I can't. I don't even attempt to do anything related to football. Wait, 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 wait Hester, do, Hester, have you not seen Friday Night Lights? I have. Well, Friday Night Lights is is I think is close uh, to a football. Uh, you know, realism that you'll find. And listen, movies, I, don't even like, I love the program, but I, I have found that football is the toughest for me, and maybe it's because it I played football, but it, it is so hard to create the live action to make it believable to me. Like, if you've got a receiver out there, and Buddy Boy just can't earn a seminar, I'm not going to watch it. Like, if, if he is fumbling through his breaks when he's breaking off his route, or if I see a running back put the ball in the wrong arm, he's running to the left, the ball's in his right arm, I'm like, this is not realistic. 
every running back coach in America would break his whistle on his helmet if he had that ball in the right hand. So for me, football is tough. Friday Night Lights, I think, is the standard, but there's been a lot of misses, way more misses than hits. True, true. Yeah. See, Connor, it's not just me with baseball when they had that left-handed shortstop and rookie of the year or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, the worst. Get out here. We know that's never going to happen. There's not going to be a left-handed catcher, so don't give me that. It's not real. Oh, God. Okay, second question. Here we go. How many – be honest about this. How many showers are you taking a week? Oh, man, a ton. Uh, I'm, I'm a, I am a big guy. Hey, man, you, you better be clean uh, guy. So, and, you know, everybody I think is working out during – the coronavirus going on. And so, look, I'll, I'll go ahead and spill some details. Again, no shame in my game. So, uh, when I <laughs> get up, I'm getting there. When I, I, try, you know, I try to run three miles a day, shower before I go to bed, give me a bath. Give me a bath. I'm aching. Draw me a bath. My knees are swollen. I need a bath. I'm going to soak my big butt in some hot water. And I'm not alone in this. Me and Chris Doring have had this conversation on SEC this morning. We are team bath. Us old athletes have to soak our old joints at the end of the night. So I average, you know, three times. So two showers in a bath. Wow. That's, that's like, I was going to say so I'm down much. to like two a week. I mean, just, oh, but also like the three, I'm not running three miles a day. Like I'm not running okay, three so miles. You, a, so you're that guy, like you're the guy that in a locker room, we'd get done with like a Friday or Saturday practice in the NFL and you were so worried about making sure you got, you know, whatever was planned for that weekend in, that you would take what we call it a shower pill, right? Like, you ain't going to bathe type deal. Like, you're going to run straight <laughs> from the field, put your clothes on to go get yes, your car all funky and just stinky. I watched multiple Bama games my, my sophomore and junior season playing baseball where I sprinted home in my cleats and didn't change out of them until halftime. So, yes, yes, yeah. I guess. And honestly, now that I say it out loud, it seems like a problem. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, yeah, I, I got to yeah. see a doctor Athletes about that. Foot, the whole um, deal. Yeah. First, first place you're going to go once uh, quarantine is over. Oh, that is such a great question. I saw a picture. So, my in laws live in Panama City Beach, and I saw a picture. It popped up on one of my social media feeds that was like, you know, a year ago today, and it was me. My wife, my four boys, uh, all of my in-laws just sitting there drinking some Coronas on the beach. And I was like, I would give almost anything right now to be in Panama City Beach, on the water, drinking some cold adult beverages. That would be right now just like the ultimate playing Frisbee football with the boys in between said cold adult beverages. So for me, I'm heading straight to some beach. I feel like I just watched like a like Top Gun if it was like a Bud Light commercial. It felt amazing. That was good. Oh, that was real good. I need to now. Um, if I look like Tom Cruise or Val Kilmer playing the volleyball scene, sign me up. Let's go. Yes, sir. I'll be honest with you, man. If you if you ended up going to play beach volleyball wearing jeans, we would have an issue. We'd have to, we'd have to talk That's about true. that. That's true. Yeah, but hey, I've I've got to help them out. They were in San Diego. They were at Miramar. When it's San Diego weather, uh. you, can, you can get away with the jeans a little bit. It's still not a good look. I can't imagine having sand in between <laughs> denim. That's not good. A lot of chafing uh, chafing goes on. Uh, in that situation, but it was San Diego, so I found a small pass. And you want to talk about some athletes, too. They get football wrong, but volleyball, they nailed it. Um, <laughs> next question yeah. here. Uh, SEC coach you would most want to be quarantined with? Oh, man, that's a that, that's a PB question. That's fantastic. Okay, so I'll try not to be an homer because, obviously, Coach O would be a lot of fun. But if we go away from being a homer, oh, man, uh, 
So, like, Sam Pittman comes to mind, but he brings a lot of energy. You know, sometimes you just don't have that energy. Sometimes you just want to turn it off a little bit. Yeah. So, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Mike Leach. I think Mike Leach would be very, very interesting. And also, he looks like he wants his personal space at times. Like, he would get tired of me before I got tired of him. And I, I think that would be the perfect, uh, you know, marriage during a quarantine to be able to get some Mike Leachisms and some of his quirkiness out. And also, like, hey, buddy, I'm going to go back because you're talking way too much. Yeah. Le- Leach also kind of seems like the kind of guy that when you wake up and turn the light on, he's just in the room already. And you, like, just for whatever reason. Like he was like watching you sleep. Um, hey, he's like, God, there's no way that you're beating him into the living room for the morning coffee. Like if you no. get up at 3 a.m., he's going to make damn sure that at 2.59, he's up in the living room already with his cup of coffee. Reading this book about pirates and... Yeah. Uh, Who not like pirate I, stories? Come on. More dominant season. I, now, I, I do need to add one more name. I would have said my former coach, Nick Saban. Yeah. But I feel like he would expect way too much in quarantine. He would still be talking about the process. He would still have a high expectation level of what I'm getting done on a daily basis. And I mm-hmm. think that would just be a lot of pressure. Well, I mean, you're either getting better or you're getting worse, Hester. I mean, that's how, that's how it works. Um, yeah, I know. And right. I don't want to get any better right now. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, more dominant <laughs> season. Joe Burrow or Joe Exotic? Oh, what a great question. I'll go Joe Burrow because Joe dominated from September until January where Joe Exotic probably goes away here in a couple weeks. Uh, no chance. There's no chance. Um, that's, I mean, it's a good answer, but there's no way he goes away. Not in our hearts. Uh, we just got a Peloton <laughs> that I have been, um, I've used twice. What should I make my username on the Peloton? Should it be Bike Shula, Bike Tyson, or Bike the Tiger? It needs to be uh, Mike Shula because you're a Bama fan. And let's not forget, Mike Shula had that team as a top five team in the country in November back in 2005. Doesn't get a lot of credit for that season. So maybe just as a tip of the cap for that one 2005 season, you go Mike Shula. But but with the way you're talking, it's more of somebody else's bike that you kind of borrow a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I, I tried to sign up for Nance Nance Armstrong, and it was already taken, so I was pretty upset yeah. about that. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, that wouldn't go. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. We got we got two more here. What is your favorite thing to grill? We just bought a grill as well, and I have no idea what I'm doing. So what's your favorite thing to grill? Uh, favorite thing to grill? That is a, that's a good question. I, I'm a big pork chop fan. Love to grill some mm. pork chops. Uh, you know, obviously, you'll throw some steaks and chicken on there, but for me... Uh, my wife seasons pork chops like exactly how they're supposed to be. So we are a big pork chop family throwing on the grill there. Because okay. for me, the way that I ate my steaks, I should say, like my my sons probably wouldn't eat them. Like, have you ever seen the movie The Cowboy Way? Yeah, it's a great you know, movie. Yeah, okay. Okay, you know, cut off its horn, wipe its nasty, <laughs> you know what, put on a plate. Okay, well, that's how I take my steak, and my sons don't. So we have to cook them separate already, and so it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, I mean that's oof, that anybody anything over medium is just it's terrifying to me. Um, oh, I mean, last yeah, question. Yeah, I, I want that son of a gun still moving. Not a cowboy way <laughs> reference, man. We don't get enough cowboy way, way references. Um, all right, last question here. Uh, finish this sentence for me. I would give up what for football season? Ooh, I would give up what? I mean, first month probably off the table with the wife. Um, like a, <laughs> As we all know, 
football is king in, in our footprint. Uh, there's a lot of things that we would give up uh, outside of, uh, of my children and my wife. Anything's on the table. I mean, we got some bargaining chips. I, I don't know what I can give you to make sure there's a football season. But like I said, if their last name's not Hester, they are on the trading block. Because I am jonesing for some football right now. I mean, I am going to be watching this NFL draft. Like, pick 157 to me is going to be the biggest moment ever. Because I'm going to be that dialed in. Every pick, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to analyze it just because we need football, I need football. And so, look, for me, I don't care what it is. You can have my car, you can have my house, you can have my championship ring, my jersey, Tim McGraw my helmet. Like, you can have, like, all of that. I'll put it in a pile. Just give me some football. Like, if I don't see the Texas Longhorns walk into Death Valley in September, I will be highly, oh, highly upset. Now, I understand, and I'm, I look, I'm a big, I'm a big believer. In, we've got to make sure everything is, is done the right way. It's got to be safe for everybody involved. But if it yeah. is safe, Please, I need that in my life. I, so you explained that so much better than I did when, when my fiance and I, we had to postpone our wedding again, and we moved it to October, but it's not a Thursday, so it's not a fall wedding on a Saturday because we're not going to miss football. And I openly said, I was like, yeah, okay, well, like, if we don't have a football season, that's going to be the worst thing that happens all year. She's like, well, what if we don't have a wedding? I'm like, we can get married literally <laughs> anytime. Anytime. <laughs> we can do it today. How did that go over? It went over really poorly. I'm really glad you asked. It yeah. did not go over well. <laughs> yeah, there's no shot um, that that went over well. But, look, you just don't get married on Saturdays in the fall in the South. No, like, that just doesn't no happen. If you're in the SEC footprint and you schedule a Saturday wedding, I don't care if it's a home or an away game, just know that I will never make it there. There is yeah. no there is no circumstance or situation where I'm going to a wedding when there's a Southeastern Conference football team playing. I don't care who it is. It can be Vanderbilt, Missouri. It can be LSU, Alabama. I treat that all the same, and I'm just not coming. And you can be blood. You Agreed. can be a close relative. I'm not making it. I've missed weddings I was in. I hear you, man. I hear you, Hester. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Let me, let me add these up. You know what? It's Usually we say 69 points. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 18. 18. Ah, there we go. Ooh. How about there you go? Hand it to the crowd. Nice. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. Of course. Nice. Well, Hester, and you are for our y'all favorite. Y'all are my guys. I'm going to try the office one more time. Thank yeah, you. I mean, that's, stop saying that's all tofu. We Don't say it's like trying. It's a great show. Yeah. And where's my Shreveport Look, stuff? I, 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 I'm in the minority. 31831, great. I'll get you that shirt. But um, I'm in the minority of the office. I understand that. I'll give it one more try. It's me. It's, it, it's totally me. It's not you. You got to start in order. Got to go in order. Start from the very beginning. You don't, and you don't just, have to do that. No, you do because <laughs> if you just randomly go around and watch them, you're not going to like. That's those are the people who are always on the fence about the show. If you just start from the beginning, you get attached to the storylines. I promise. If you can stick with Vampire Diaries, you can stick hey, with. Hey, hey, easy, well, easy. Don't talk bad. You also about probably didn't have like a diaries. set of rules to follow with Vampire Diaries. Hey, hey, I, uh, I, mean, I just walked in my house. My wife is hearing me say oh, that we'll try the office again. She's giving me a big thumbs down right now, but we'll try it again <sighs> just for y'all. All right. Okay, last thing before that. you go. Go turn on Season 5, Episode, I think it's 11, Connor, Stress Relief. Just go watch that episode, and we will talk to you soon. Okay, I'll get it done. Esther, we will talk soon. Be well, my friend. All right, fellas. Always a pleasure. Appreciate you Appreciate it. See you, bud. We're now excited to be joined by another very special guest. I say another because Tom, wait, 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 another. Yes, there, there was yes. a previous guest. Well, we yes. had a five-minute interview with Cole that went on for two out two and a half hours.
And uh, that was pretty much about it. Hold on. Let me back up. Do the part where you say my name, say my name. <laughs> this is Beyonce Knowles, um, our good friend. No, this is, this is, in case you haven't figured it out, this is Tom Hart. Now, Tom, we have already had PB and Hester on today. So this is kind of similar to when we did our live show. And I think we announced you last during that, too. Kind of a best for last sort of deal. So congratulations on that. You say that like it's a compliment. The reality is I sleep later than anyone else. So you couldn't <laughs> get me at any other time besides last. Nice. That's fair. That's That's definitely true. You're a growing boy. I mean, you know, you got to get your sleep. So true. So true. Besides, I got to stay up late tonight and watch all these. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) We'll stay clear of that. Um, First question, though. So you um, had a response, a nice little response to my tweet uh, a couple weeks ago announcing that we were doing a Tiger King special for Casual Friday. And your response was, in your bitter haste, was, sorry, I didn't pick up. I didn't know that was you not calling. So this is me calling. But the question is obvious. Do you think you're better than Tiger King? I know I'm better than Tiger King. That guy's in jail right now. I'm not in jail. I win. You You were in jail. You were were on jail. And first off, better at what, Tom? Not Tigers. (laughs) No. No, not Tigers. Um, that guy's pretty amazing. I, I think that he got thrown in jail, sentenced to prison just for the show and for his own popularity. Oh. And I think, he's, I think he's, despite the recordings that come out of those phone calls, uh, you know, I think he's comfortable in there. I, I think he's, he's cool with it because he's going to cash in on the back end. But he's going to get 20 years in prison, though. So that's kind of like, you know, hey, what's what's cashing in if 20 years from now, when we're all riding on our, our spaceships, how much is he really going to see that on the back end? Well, I mean, he cashed in well, at a I mean, pretty good time because right now we're all just at home. True. Yeah, look at the economy right now. I mean, they, I mean, he's getting three hots in a cot. I think he's winning. <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. 20 years of summer like camp, that. man. <laughs> Um, Tom, we, we haven't had you on since, um, unfortunately, after post the post-opening weekend of the XFL. And last time we were talking, everything was all well and good. And we're talking about, you know, how, how the, the sport was really going to hopefully make some changes just because of what we've seen from the XFL and some of the success they had early on. Since this has, you know, since all this has happened and we found out, you know, last week that the XFL employees, there's no plans to be able to come back in 2021. Um, are we at all responsible for the downfall? Because I can't help but wonder if if we had just been a little bit more like maybe pessimistic or something like that and been like, oh, it totally won't work. We, our prediction would have been wrong. And instead we said, oh, this is going to work. Everything's going well. So, so are we... Okay, my bad. Me, am I at fault for the downfall of the XFL? And if so, I apologize. Hashtag Florida man shuts down league. No, you know who's right? responsible? Uh, yeah. My my brother-in-law. We were playing everybody's favorite uh, 2020 parlor game, Drawed or Drawed 2 or something like that. Are you guys experienced this phenomenon? It's kind of like um, charade 
slash uh, what's the picture game Pictionary. where you draw a picture and it, it's yeah it's like it's like electronic Pictionary in a way. So we're in the middle of a draw game, and uh, he's off camera, which you know at most weasels would be, and he says ter- totally earnestly. Hey, uh, Tom, did you hear that the XFL claimed bankruptcy today? Oh, no. Why, why, no, sir, I didn't. Why don't you tell me that my dog got hit by a car? Like, yes, I'm aware Jeez. what happened. I lost the job. Really cool, bro. Really cool. So, yeah, I'm doing Where does he I'm live? Do you want us to say something? Um, I was going to get something off my chest, but I think I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got, Tom, I got to ask the hair situation and the beard situation that you're dealing with right now. What are the plans for that in the near and distant future? That's a great question. Um, I, I feel like I bought stock at the perfect time. I got back from Nashville after the SEC tournament was canceled and, um, Early that next week, I went to my barber and I said, hey, here's the deal. Let's go as short as possible without making me look like Cole. So I'm still in pretty good shape. (laughs) Uh, Nobody wants to look like Cole, let's be honest. Um, I'm still in pretty good shape. I have grown and shaved my full beard twice now since quarantine has started. I. Uh, yeah, um, the last time I did it, I left a killer mustache, and um, our house, you know, our family was going to have rock star night that night, where we emulate singers, and I was keeping it for my character. I don't want to give it away, but he was going to rock you, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, then I had to, I, I had to get rid of that because my neighbors were looking at me really funny but before i did that i facetimed <laughs> with your friend and mine jordan rogers and he was uh, blown away blown away by my mustache i mean he probably texted both of you afterwards i'm sure he did uh because Basically, so he called funny. me right away he called me right away we facetime yeah. in public a lot well we tried to we tried to three-way you into the call but you didn't pick up which was odd uh it was his idea um, but yeah, so I've run the gamut and then the next thing on my list, this is an old heart family tradition. This is something my, my dad did with, uh, with myself and my older brother. Uh, I'm going to cut my son's hair and wow, I don't, nice. I, I'm going to try my, yeah, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to try my best. But if I screw it up, who cares? You know, nobody's going to see him. And the you way know, I view yeah. it is if I, if I nail it, we can save a lot of money. So I had to, I had to bribe him for this. And I said, listen, um, find out, take the average of the three nearest barbershops to our house, find out uh, what they charge, average that. And if you let me cut your hair a second time, I will give you that amount to spend either during the quarantine or once the quarantine is over. That's fair. That's a good deal. It's a great deal. I mean, and you, you're creating memories that'll later probably cost therapy, but they, you're creating memories nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth grade, um, my brother was being bullied in the elementary school bathroom because my dad took a chunk out of his hair right behind oh, no. the ear. And so uh, our neighborhood friend had to step up and tell the bully to step off. It was almost a throwdown. 
in uh, Our Lady of Lords Boys Restroom on the West Wing back in uh, back in the late eighties. Snap! That sounded really cool. That sounded like an eighties movie. That's I, that's did. all I was picturing right there. Lady of Lords too. That sounds that sounds like something like Will Ferrell would say before Anchorman. That was good. <laughs> Lady of Lords. That was a great highlight. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I have, I have my first question here. What's the laziest thing you've done during, during quarantine? I've talked to you like a little bit and, and I only asked this question because it makes me feel better about some of the stuff I've done. Like I laid down the other day at, to brush my teeth. So that's, that's where I've peaked. Um, what? yeah. And I'm, I wasn't even sad. I was just like, you know what? Just take a load off Chris. You know what I mean? We're not training for the Olympics right now. Uh, so what's, what's the laziest thing you've allowed yourself to enjoy since you're always, always, always on the go? I get a liable answer to that question. Just, are we going to talk like real stuff or are we just going to screw around the whole time? Cause if so, no, it's casual Friday. I'll just stay eyes in. Okay. So, um, that's a great question. You know, there's really not much to wake up for in the morning. Like kids aren't <laughs> trying to make it to the bus stop. You know, and I know that sounded really depressing the way I it said did, it. Yeah. Much to wake up for. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Um, I found myself like I. Full disclosure, I didn't really like Tiger King, but I was, I was willing to watch the entire thing just to see what would happen at the end. But I wasn't like into it. I mean, maybe a little bit. But my wife literally, she sits down on the couch one night. She didn't even sit down. She just did a, a drive by. She's like. She stopped. She watched for about twenty seconds, and she goes, "Are you are you serious with this show?" And what do you mean? She goes, "Do you really like it?" Because uh, maybe I need to get to know you better. You really like this show, <laughs> and I said, "Listen, <laughs> if I had anything else to do, or there was sports going on, or there was a live game, or I was getting ready to pack for a trip, yeah, there's no way I'd be watching this show." But there's nothing else going on. So I feel like that was kind of a pretty lazy, like, I'm going to stay on the stay on the couch and, and watch. Um, I've read a lot of books. I feel like that's really lazy. Like, Sick learning guy. about Churchill, what's lazier than that, right? Um, <laughs> keep, calm, answer. keep calm and carry on. Like, that sounds like the laziest prime minister to me. Like, the Luftwaffe is bombing London, and he's like, hey, just chill. What? Yeah, no. check out these like, tote bags. My house got bombed. Right. Uh, yeah, that seems kind of lazy. So that's it, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to answer that question. Well, in hindsight, I wish I didn't open up with I laid down to brush my teeth, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> so next question I have here, I was going to ask what you what you've binge watched uh, in the meantime. So you watched Tiger King. What else have you binge watched during this uh, this sportsless time? Okay, like uh, I don't mean to sound like I'm in an ivory tower or anything, but oh, the God. TV has really been off in the house for the most part. Like what? The, yeah, it sounds it sounds weird to say, but okay. So if like if there are no live sports or Sports Center. Or, you know, SVP, a big reason to watch, like, let me catch the highlights and catch up with stuff. Our TV's just kind of generally off. Now, I am hashtag uh, Team Fauci, so, I, you know, I check in with the news updates. I've, I've, really, I've really tapered off in that regard because it just it puts you in a bad place. But so I, love, I love the Fauci, man. Yeah, I love the Fauci, man. 
uh, especially since he said like yesterday or something like, you know, college football could come back. Baseball could come back if you do it right. I was like, dude, I love you so much. Um, I, and I'm getting, I'm getting back into Ozark, but when I binge watch stuff, like usually Sunday night is a good night for me to binge watch. Well, when I'm in the middle of football season and I've been grinding or whatever sport it is, and not like I'm digging ditches, but you know, when I'm just going nonstop, once everybody's in bed, 1030 at night on a Sunday, like I'm going to sit down, pour a drink and watch something that's going to entertain me and just kind of take my mind off of everything. Uh, I have, I found less of a need for that these days. So I'm, I'm behind on Ozark. I watched another episode last night and I'm just trying to watch like, but I can't sit down. It's really weird. I can't sit down and watch like five, six episodes at a time. You sound like every like childhood friend of mine's dad that loved to do puzzles. Oh, New York times crossword app. I'm crushing (laughs) that thing. I put my book down at night, put it by the bed stand, fire that baby up. And yeah, yeah. I'm so old. We've got, our neighbors have given us puzzles. We've got a dining room table full of puzzles right now. Um, we did the Lego um, Friends television set. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you puzzles know, little, are little projects here and there. I like that. See, puzzles I don't think are puzzles good. are underrated. I feel like Legos are definitely underrated unless you step on one. Yeah, that's that's the downside. Yeah. That's the um. Worst. So before we do two minute drill. And, and we just do the rapid-fire random questions. The last time we had you on, I think, well, I think we were still, me and my fiancé were still going to get married, uh, and it hadn't been postponed yet because of the corona. Um, and so I asked you to give me, as well as our listeners, some just really good, your best advice for, like, for the wedding day. Um, and then I said wrong answers only. So I know that for a lot of parents, that being at home with their kids when they're not in school and they're having to, kind of adjust this new lifestyle. What's the best advice you can give to parents stuck at home during this quarantine with their kids? Wrong answers only. Well, I found that they really like for you during the school day. Our kids are, um, they're doing everything virtual. There's not like a whole lot of hands-on stuff that we need to help them with, which is, which is great. But to answer your question, I found that when they are having a, a Zoom class, with um, their teacher and their friends, it's really helpful if you just stand right behind them. Even better if you can get in the shot. And if, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that walks around the house in a towel or maybe you have a robe, like whatever you can do, just so their classmates understand, like, hey, look, uh, Emma's dad is there to support her. And, and he's not worried about how he looks to other people. Like he's just a normal guy half-naked guy in the middle of this third-grade Zoom class. Like, I think that would be my best advice. It shows that you're there to support. The kids love it. They just look over their shoulder, and you're there constantly. It's reassuring to them in these troubled times. Like, you're under my wing. You're here. I'm here to protect you. Yeah, okay. I I love that answer. I think it's great. Tom, Tom, especially if you have a mustache, you know. Oh, yeah. Half-naked dude with a mustache and a robe. Nothing, nothing sets the mood like that for, for the Zoom call, for sure. That's how all my nightmares start. I don't, so that's, I don't that's smoke. Good. Yeah, I think that's great. I don't smoke, but I feel like to really round it out, like I need, um, I need a half-smoked stogie. The, mm-hmm. the fatter and stinkier, the better. <laughs> I, 
Um, I really feel like that would pay it off. And throw in like a, like a rolled up like just gambling notebook from like like a horse race and like somewhere in <laughs> suburban Maryland, like not a real place that you would go bet on, but like somewhere like you've heard of through a friend of a friend that like they shoot the horses afterwards. Like that's that's really that'll tie the room together. Do you guys want to want to hear a great gambling story? Yes. So we were in Lexington uh, for football this fall, and I tried to take. Uh, each of my kids on at least one road trip a year. So I took my youngest. I took Emma. She's in third grade. And um, w- it was a perfect trip. Like, there's a lot of activity. Uh, we went up there Thursday. We went to Kentucky football practice. We had pizza for dinner that night. I think we ordered room service, dessert. Um, Friday, we get up. We t- I take her to coaches' meeting. She sits in with stoops and all that stuff. Friday afternoon, we go over to more meetings. Friday night, we go to uh, Kentucky had their Big Blue Madness, so she was on the floor for that. She thought it was kind of cool, I guess. Um, but let me rewind. Friday afternoon, it was when Keeneland was going. It was the fall meet for Keeneland. Mm. And we've done a couple television shoots out there, so I reached out to the people who run Keeneland. And, you know, just the PR guy, I said, hey, I'd like to bring my daughter. I'd love – you know, it's possible to get a couple tickets. Well, I'm an idiot. For I mean, that that's the background of this. I'm an idiot. But tickets only cost like five bucks. So there was no need for me to ask for a hookup for this. <laughs> pulling strings. Yeah, I was pulling strings for ten bucks? Come on, let's be smarter than that. Um, but little did I know, he, the, the, the like, Keeneland box, wasn't being used that day. So he said, sure, no problem. Here's the box. We get there. I run, uh, my stats guy goes with me. Um, he has family in the horse business. He's super bright guy. Um, his in-laws live in Lexington. So we walk into the box with my daughter and the usher, this usher, I think he was around for the Spanish flu. He comes over and he says, <laughs> Hey, may I ask you gentlemen a question? He said, you know, only only like really famous people use this box. Like, and every day it's somebody different, and it's always somebody really famous. So, without being rude, can I just ask, like, are are you guys famous or important? No. And without breaking a beat, my <laughs> my stats guy turns and motions towards Emma, who's sitting between us. And he said, he said, oh, well, we are nothing. We're nobodies. We're just caretakers. But she, her grandmother, owns Secretariat. She is a <laughs> And I really, oh and we'd really rather not have that information be public. And the guy's like, wow, okay, yeah, by all means. So we watch a race or two. Uh, I explain to my daughter how to bet. We go down to a window. I, I, you know, say, why don't you pick? I'm going to pick these horses. You pick whatever you want. So she picks a horse to win. And I said, hey, that's great. But, you you know, the odds of that horse winning are slim. But you can pick win, place, or show. Or you can pick a few different horses. And she says, no, 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 Dad. I'm picking that horse. And that horse is going to win. Okay. Fair enough. So she puts her two bucks on the horse. Yeah, we grab a, a Coke and a hot dog. We go up. We sit down. Next race, her horse wins the race. 
So now this guy is convinced <laughs> that we are there with a nine-year-old savant. And I turned to her and I said, I said, hey, you just, you know, you just turned that two bucks into 14 bucks or 12 bucks, whatever it is. I mean, you can, can place another bet and you can turn the 12 into 24. You win another one, you get 24 into 48. Next thing you know, you're leaving here with a couple hundred bucks. She goes, Dad, I'm going to leave with my $12. I'm oh, no. Bet. She says, I'm not going to make another bet. That's why they call it gambling. <laughs> oh, my God. I just got owned. I just got owned by a nine-year-old. You so know, much respect. I, I think it, I don't. I don't even think we should do two-minute drill now. I, I feel like that that story we should end on it because that that Let's is a, it. that's incredible. And also, it's. I mean, it is kind of defeating that your uh, daughter is not yet in middle school and she's already more responsible with her money than I am. Um, good for her. But does, like, also, does she like have any tips for like football season? Like who to bet on? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna wait until you know some of the publications come out, and she'll she'll regale you with her picks. I had some really serious topics to discuss with you guys, um, and what, some what information I want to get off my chest. I don't know. I I thought I was doing a different podcast. I mean, we could be that podcast. So you would just you know start with the the topic that's most pressing. And we'll, let's we'll not be anybody we we're not. Okay, let's not be anybody we're not. Let's just. Let's okay, own it. Back to the nine-year-olds game. Be who we are. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is why I'm gonna be dad of the year. I never paid her twelve bucks. Wow. <laughs> Took it to a craps it. table and turned it into a terrible night. <laughs> exactly. I went to Vegas with Andy Kennedy in December and lost it all. <laughs> oh, what a Thanks. sentence that is. Goodness gracious, Tom. Well, that was great, is- man. This was this was fun. This was really good. You were, I think, you were made for Casual Friday. The first time that we talked to you at SEC Media Days, and you told us the story about you being in jail repeatedly, um, allegedly, um, you, that that kind of set the stage right there, where we always knew that you were going to be built for when we finally had a Casual Friday pod. So, congratulations. This has been a long time. Yeah, coming. hold on. I was. And, I haven't been in jail. I haven't been in jail repeatedly. I've been questioned a couple times but right. i've never i haven't been in jail repeatedly well the the trip to mexico you know we we heard about that the spring break deal i think i think you do well in jail i think i think you know like your personality you'd be a you know like hustle with the guards everything like that you get a lot of free time you do really well in jail kind of what kind of what this quarantine feels like to be honest with you can they get podcasts in jail because if so Shout out to my friend Robert down in Houston. He's he's having a rough go. <laughs> you guys check out the Jailbird podcast every uh, well, whenever his parole comes up, you definitely want to check that out. It's really good stuff. Dom, you uh, you would do better than Joe Exotic in jail. I can say that with uh, with certainty. I think uh, you'd be able to to survive and and make a lot of friends no doubt about it um, also, real quick I feel like we should start you I want you to say that to like to Jordan because I feel like I'm gonna start saying it to people as a compliment but it's like the worst compliment ever <laughs> like you know what I think you do well in jail you should just just like out of nowhere out of the blue one day just mention that to Cole <laughs> and see how it goes um, you know that meme, that, which is the, the guy pointing at his head, nodding, like, you know, you can't do this yeah. if you do this, right? 
I, like my comment, my answer to that is it's easier to make friends in jail if your friends are already in jail. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Life hack. All right. True words have never been said. Tom, <laughs> hopefully the next time we talk to you, we're actually going to have sports to talk about instead of, you know, you getting jealous that we're favoring Netflix shows over you. It's nothing personal. Um, kind of personal, but nothing too personal. So, um, stop reading yeah. books, man. Yeah, stop reading books. Start um, re-watching old games like us and do what all the cool kids are doing. So, um, yeah, we'll talk to you real soon. Appreciate you coming on. And, uh yeah, tell us any tips about uh, gambling, too, with, with, with horses from your nine-year-old daughter, please. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. And after this conversation, I know exactly who not to invite to my book club. <laughs> Fair enough. We don't want to go anyways. I mean, <laughs> stop speaking for me, Connor. I definitely I didn't want to go. go anyways. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm going to go try Tom. to make jail friends. I'll talk to you guys later. Talk to you soon, Tom. Thanks, guys. Always remember, collect calls from jail. All right, so for Casual Friday this week, we've got something a little bit new to close out. We're not totally deviating from fourth and wrong, I promise. We're going to have fourth and wrong back soon, but want to do something a little bit different that our good buddy, Jay Woody, came up with this whole concept for Stump Marler. So Jay, tell the people kind of what the concept is and what you ultimately want to see, and please just say you want it to be Stump the Schwab. <laughs> I want to I want to make it where uh, eventually Chris loses his job because we showed that he has no SEC knowledge. Um, Boom! It's like so nobody ever remembers that I won an entire damn game show. But yes, not with SEC trivia. Go on, though. Jay. <laughs> yeah, try not with SEC trivia. Um, so basically, I want to open it up to the Facebook group. We're going to get a whole bunch of questions each week. I'm going to pair out probably the best five or six, and we're going to hit Chris with them, blindside him, not give him any time to research, and see if he is really as knowledgeable as he pretends to be or whether he just has great Google skills, one of the two. But, and, and so and I'll piggyback on that. And to be clear, before anyone gets like, I, I can already tell you right now that what, what's his name? Matthew Gordon is going to be like, who was the Kentucky leading receiver in 1968? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to know anything about that. Randall Cobb. Like it's got to be, it's got to be <laughs> like not, not knowledgeable where it's easy, but like it's got to be worded in a way where it's not just some obscure fact like, oh yeah. Like, so All right, anyway. I'll put out some That's rules right. to it then. So I'll say it's, it's got to be after 1985. I'll say it's got to be something that a good team fan will know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll word it up. We'll put it out on the Facebook group. But I, I, the more we can get that you don't know, the better for me, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, and, and don't overthink it too much, guys, because I can, I can promise you this will be probably a, a one-time segment because you guys can get real tired of me being right all the time. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, let's – all right. I'm that very com- – on that very <laughs> confident note, we've got three questions here that are related to the NFL draft. And then after, Jay is going to do rapid fire. So, Marler, the way that we're going to structure this, you're going to get a total score. So it's kind of like flipping the script for you, you know, at the end of our interviews when we tell our guests that they got some sort of 69 points, whether it's 69, 169, 269, whatever, you're going to get a certain point total that Jay is going to assign to you. So, roll <laughs> reversal here. Marler, are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Since 1985, the SEC has had 10 overall first, first number one picks, number one picks in the NFL draft. 
I'll give you 30 seconds to name all of these number one picks that the SEC has had since 1985. You know what? Let's let's scratch. Not 30 seconds. We'll give you a minute because that's that's a tough question. We'll give you a full minute. Can you name all 10 of the number one overall picks that the SEC has had since 1985? So since like the the year 85 counts though. Year 85. Yeah. Okay. So Bo Jackson was number one overall that year, but he didn't end up going to Tampa Bay because he. What do you call it? He went and played for the Royals. So, Bo Jackson. Um, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. 90s. So, Peyton. Um, Eli, but he wasn't in the 90s, but Eli also. Tim Couch was the year after Peyton, so that's 97, 98. Um, let me see, let me see. Oh, my God. Jamarcus Russell. Uh, Stafford from UGA. Cam. God, Cam. Cam was a number one pick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, let me think. Let me think. Oh, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett was. Um, you have two remaining. Two remaining. Was Clowney a number one pick? Was he? No. No, he wasn't. It, wait. I don't Ten know. seconds I don't, left, Marler. I don't know the other two. Time's up. Yes, Time's up. Then. You're, you're conceding? Brody Croyle. Close. Close. Very close. <laughs> Uh, Clowney was, in fact, the number one overall pick. Uh, Andre Bruce was the other one. Um, I don't even know who that is. 1980. Jay, correct me if I'm wrong here. 1988. I believe that is correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was. It was about two years after Bo Jackson, if I remember correctly. What do you mean you believe, Jay? You're the one with the questions. You should have the answers in front of you, sir. <laughs> we, we we both do. We both. Jay and I have a doc shared together, so we are looking at these answers together to make sure that I you are right. that you are indeed correct. Yeah. Okay. I didn't write okay. down the years. So I just wrote them in eight order. Eight out of ten. So you did. You did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I can I can yeah. tell you the Heisman winners from '85 on. We could do whatever you guys want to do. You just let me know. That is not the subject today. <laughs> so we will we will stay on on schedule here. Maybe we'll save the Heisman for another time when we actually are talking about the Heisman. Um, okay. The draft. Okay, number two. <laughs> two teams tied for the most first round picks last year. Who were those teams? And how many picks did they each have? To be clear, <laughs> well, those are SEC teams. So one was Mississippi State because it was like the only time in program history they had, I think, more than one. I don't know if that's that's accurate, but I know that they were one of the teams. Um, hold on, this is last season, so it would have been. Gosh, I'll say Bama. Yeah, Bama. And how many did those two teams have? Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah, Mississippi State had Simmons. Who's the defensive back? Um, hold on, who did Bama have? Did Bama have a safety last year? How much time do I have on this one? You have, I'll give you <laughs> five more seconds. Okay, so Josh Jacobs, um, Jonah Williams, at offensive tackle, and there was somebody else. Uh, three, there was three. Because they that had is four, correct. I think, since, okay. That is correct. Okay, that's that's a good start. That's a really good start. Um, okay, only one SEC school has had a first overall pick that was then named NFL Rookie of the Year. Who was it? Ugh. Well, it wasn't Peyton because after his uh, Heisman was stolen from him, after throwing 13 interceptions, he threw like a million his rookie year. Um, it was Cam Newton. Mm. Wow. <laughs> All right, that was a pretty good start. That was a pretty good start. I'm not going to lie. That was 
Can we do like questions that like, you, don't make me want to die inside? You, no, no, because I came up with these questions. That's why I specifically designed them to okay. make you not want to die inside. Hey, um, so I think this was, if I remember correctly, this was actually Mississippi State's third time to have two or more first-round picks. So you said uh, this real. was the, 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 the one time. <laughs> I think this was the I'm, third I'm pretty time. sure it was, actually, the, it was the most they ever had in one. I don't think that's right. No. No, again, I said two or more. So I think there were two more years. Oh, uh, okay. Two, so it was the first one they had they three. Had three. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, mm-hmm. this was, was the most the they ever had in the first round. Had, I believe that is true. But I am married to a Mississippi State fan, and I got in trouble last week for uh, saying that Lane Kiffin would be the first one to beat Saban. So to I, be I'm, fair, going, I'm going to take up for her Bulldogs. When when do they ever have two first round picks? Like. Before oh, that. it was way back. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't recent, but I'm just saying. I, I okay. think when I read the article that I was finding this, I think they said this was their third time to do that, two or more. Okay, I'll go back and research it, but I am not going to. Yeah, you just my print them off next uh, time, Bulldogs. No, we we have all this information. We're good. We're good. I know. Every, right. All right, here we go. All right, next Here's question. The lightning round. No, this is the lightning round now. So now you have to answer things immediately. There's no thought. There's okay. no minute. There's no anything else. you got to answer them quickly. And so I opened it up to uh, somebody in the Facebook group. Uh, this is John W. Peterson. And I told him he could open it. Or he could do anything he wanted to, make it a themed uh, group of uh, five or six questions here, and try and make it something that you didn't know about. So he chose women, the University of Tennessee as his subject. What in the Not hell is wrong with you guys this game? <laughs> Cam Newton and Tennessee trivia. Like, what? What? Okay, like, I'm go ahead. Sit there and give you Alabama. So I'm going to stand up and do Alabama trivia. I'm going to be like, okay, who was the um, who holds the I single game leading, see that. Uh, the single game rushing record for Alabama? Okay, that's Sean Alexander that? against LSU in 1996. And yards? 291 yards as a true freshman. I was in Sky that Valley, Georgia that weekend. <laughs> that would be why we're not giving you Alabama questions. All right, here we go. University of Tennessee. Here we are, the number one. Wait, was that right? Was that right? W. Peterson. Yes, dude. Not only was it right, it was dead on so the good. yardage also as well, and that makes me sick because I thought it was two ninety four, but it's, I just looked. <laughs> you it would two ninety one. You're an idiot. <laughs> I can't believe you know like the entire record books. All right, here's number one. Yeah. You got to answer them quickly. The all-time okay. leading rusher for the University of Tennessee is different than the career rushing attempt leader. Oh, Name God. both of them. Name. Arian Foster is one of them. Arian Foster's one of them, and I cannot – I'm going to say Jamal Lewis, and I know it's wrong. It is wrong. Golly, Travis Henry. Travis Henry is – Oh, yes. He was there for like eight years. <laughs> the uh, Hunter Renfro before Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Uh, the Number two, in the 2016 Music City Bowl, Reggie White's career sack record was bested by which University of Tennessee player? Derek Barnett. It is Derek Barnett. Do you have any idea how many his, his sacks were in his career? 39? 33. 33. God dang it. All right. Number three. In 2012, Tyler Bray set the, set the record for the total yards in a single game, single game by throwing 721 yards against this Sunbelt opponent. Was it? That's a trick question. A- it was throwing beer bottles at the police cars that were driving by. It's <laughs> a true story. A- okay, hold on. It's multiple choice. Go ahead. Yeah, A, Troy University, B, Arkansas State, C, Georgia State, D, Appalachian State. Well, Georgia State wasn't in the Sun Belt then, and App State wasn't either. Uh, Troy. It is Troy. Man, I did not do my research 
to go back Hope and y'all are having fun. Sun Belt in 2012. This is ridiculous, dude. In 1972, the University of Tennessee became the first SEC school to start an African American quarterback. What was his name? Well, thankfully, at SCS in February, we did a tribute to Black uh, History Month. It was Conridge Holloway, Kenny Chesney's <laughs> right, favorite question. player growing up. Bonus question. What was his nickname? Oh, God. Yeah, uh, I got you now. I got you. Conridge Holloway. I, I, uh, um, it's not, I have it's no not idea. Black Mamba, I can tell you. It is <laughs> the artful. <laughs> The um, artful dodger. The artful dodger. Oh, okay, yeah, naturally. I, I can't believe I missed that one. Um, okay, so, Wait, uh, so that's, that's me, not bad. Go ahead. Go ahead and let me add up. I'm going to add up your points here. Give me just two seconds. I've got you down as .69 for the new lowest score. Lower than Hold my on. score that I was given last week. By, uh, but this was an actual – this was like a test with actual <laughs> answers and, and percentages you can get right. What did I get right? I missed the two draft questions. I missed the Tennessee running back. You're wrong does about the Tennessee State thing. When, when, a friend, when a friend objectively gives you a low score, does that burn you up? Is that what you're no, saying? No, it, it makes me mad when Someone I don't credit for being smart. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I don't know. Man, did you miss any? God dang, that was a lot. Yeah, the, uh, I missed a couple. Travis Henry, you missed Travis Henry. And you missed a couple of those first-round picks. Dude, that was it. Uh, seriously, man, that was it. That, that has got to be, I'm going to say, Seriously, 85, 90% that you got just then off the top of your head. That's yeah, imagine scary. if it was about teams that I actually like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so first of all, Pod Group, uh, Chris just finally admitted that he does not like Tennessee. Either. That's, a, that's actually I've, Yeah, that that is, I think everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I'm going to open it up to all of you guys. I think we've got one more week here coming up. I think next week we're going to do maybe some Heisman stuff or something like that. And then uh, we're going to start opening up to you guys, and you guys will be able to give me questions, and we're going to see if we can stump him. Uh, you just saw how difficult that's going to be when uh, literally we're just throwing things off the top of our head and just nailing them every single time. So give me something good, but don't make it obscure, and let's see what we can do with it. Yeah, don't come half-stepping into this trivia jungle with me with some <laughs> crappy questions either, guys. All right, I'm going to go watch a replay of my, uh, my game show win. Jay, I'm gonna, Jay, I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do you a solid here. I'm gonna let you take us out, Jay, Woody. What do we need to remember? <laughs> and, and especially in the case of Marler and trivia, this definitely it just means more. That uh, might mean too much. That's close enough. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it might mean too much. See ya. Bye. Talk to you guys soon.